For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. I'm Gary Seegers. Catch me on Twitter at GaryWCE. And I'm Chris Giannini. Follow me at Chris B. Giannini. And this is the Winning Cures Everything podcast from winningcureseverything.com. Before we get started, please subscribe to the podcast, share it, and review it. We cannot stress how important those reviews are for iTunes rankings, so help us out. Those of us who love this sport live for nights like this. You are looking live at the Georgia Dome in Atlanta. It's football. I've been watching it for 40 years. 40. 40 years. How about that? So here is fourth down. Can you believe it? It's picked up by Michigan State. Jalen wants Jackson, and he scores on the last play of the game. Are you kidding me? I bet you don't care. This is Winning Cures Everything. Now for your hosts, Gary and Chris. Welcome in. Winning Cures Everything, number 159. This is the November 8th edition of the show. It's the Wednesday edition, although we are Facebook living tonight on Tuesday. Chris, how are you? Man, I'm good. Everybody's feeling good, I yes, think. Yes, sir. That's wonderful. All right, today's topics, we'll, uh, we'll go ahead and get into the fact that today is eight weeks to the day of the Ole Miss COI hearing. So they uh, they announced that it should be six to eight weeks, but we have heard nothing from the NCAA about this. So we'll talk about that. We're going to talk the NFL recap, and we'll talk a little bit about Josh Passner's uh, NCAA problems that Gary Parrish uh, revealed today. So we'll, uh, we'll get into all that. Let's go ahead and start off with the Ole Miss stuff, though. So you know that we have been all over this, right? Our initial impression, because of Ole Miss media and really national media, etc., everybody, sans two people, said that this would take six to eight weeks. I found all sorts of articles about it. It's six to eight weeks. I'm I'm releasing an article maybe maybe Wednesday, maybe Thursday. I don't know. (laughs) Either way, I'm working on it. And the deal is there have been three COI hearings so far the louisville case the coi hearing to the date that they released their findings was exactly eight weeks the north carolina hearing to the date that they were wanting to release the hearing or release the findings was seven weeks and two days now they ended up releasing it at eight weeks and two days but that was because north carolina requested that they delay it for a week because they were having a big capital funding campaign that weekend and they just wanted the NCAA to hold off and they were accommodating with that so that was that's nice the other side of this was Rutgers had their case and they were completely compliant with the NCAA they fired their coach beforehand before they ever went into the hearing all this stuff they knocked out all of this it took 11 weeks to the day from what was it June 14th to or no July no June it was June June fourteenth okay. to September twenty second so that was eleven weeks so I did a little bit of research right now sources tell me that it was supposed to be six to eight weeks that that's what the COI said if you go look at NCAA.org in the enforcement section it says eight to twelve weeks. So there's actually a guideline on their website for this. Correct. And that's what's so surprising to me is everybody screamed and thought that Pat Forty was crazy at Yahoo Sports when he said that they're not going to release anything until after the Egg Bowl. Well, the week after the Egg Bowl is 11 weeks. That's right in the time frame. That's lined up perfectly with the Rutgers case. What do you think the logic would be to wait that long? 
I mean, it could be any number of things. One, it could be that if he knows today that they're not going to release it until then, that means that he has to know that they have an answer today and they're just not releasing it. Well, no, no, no. Pat Forty said this like the day after the COI hearing. He said, you can be assured that the NCAA is not going to release anything until after the Egg Bowl. And then Paul Feinbaum came out and said, for the safety of all the fans and whatnot at the Egg Bowl... Like, if they release it before that, it could be just Ole Miss fans could go scorched earth, is what he said. He said if they end up burning Oxford to the ground, the NCAA, then Ole Miss fans could be bananas. There could be fights. There can be all sorts of stuff, which there may be that anyway. (laughs) But it, it, it says to me if they're willing to wait that long that it's not good news for Ole Miss. That's what I think. But... I mean, because if it's good news, then they would just go on and, and put it out, right? I mean, that would make sense. So, I'm I'm curious about that. There's there's a lot more stuff that I'm going to get into this week. Um, so, I, I was doing a little research earlier on Ole Miss hired a, a law firm named Blackfoot, Franklin, and White. They're based in Birmingham. That is the law firm that got the first NOA. That is also Bobby Louder's personal representation firm. Bobby Louder was a board of trustees member at Auburn. Blackfoot, Franklin, and White also represented Auburn in all of their NCAA stuff for years. So they've got experience doing this. Yeah, they've got experience, but the only experience they've got is representing Auburn. They've also, they also represented... Bobby Louder's uh, company, Colonial Bank. They are in the, all of the guys that are in there, the majority of them, are all Auburn grads. Like, it is, it is an Auburn law firm. So if you, go, if you go just Google the name, Blackfoot, Franklin, and White, it brings up all this different Auburn stuff. But Ole Miss hired them to hide their NOA. So... I'm wanting to do a little bit of research about how how Ole Miss was trying to use Auburn's law firm to to get through this NCAA stuff. I don't know that it's Auburn's personal law firm. I it, think, it's not. It's not. But I think it's a law firm that has experience doing this, and you don't want to hire a lawyer or a law firm for something like this. Is if we think there is an in, they are in as deep as we think they are then you want somebody who's been through this before. Agreed. And crossing state lines helped with the uh, Freedom of Information Information Act. Act. Right, which is exactly what they were trying to do. There are two things that mattered in that. Yeah, no, I'm I'm agreeing with you. That's why I'm going to dig in and and try and piece some of this together. I don't know that any of this should point back to Auburn in any way. It doesn't necessarily. Like, I don't don't, don't see where where you could possibly begin that. There, There are too many... Ties. How? For it's me just to a not bunch of be... people that went to Auburn that became lawyers and started a firm, and now they helped Auburn do it. Old Miss says, hey, we need help doing this. Nobody in Oxford, none of our attorneys have ever gone through this before. Let's hire somebody with some experience. That makes total sense to me. No, I mean, it, it makes perfect sense to me, too. You you want somebody. I'm sure However, if they could have crossed gotta... state lines and went to Tennessee, Memphis, you know, you know, but at the same time, that. I mean, there's got to be somebody else other than another SEC institution used firm, right? I mean, that's what I would think. No, you want it, you want it close, and the only two big cities close to Oxford across state lines are Birmingham and Memphis. Now, that's true. That's true. Birmingham is about uh, what two and a half hours? Yeah, I was just about to Oxford? say less than three hours from Oxford. So not not too Memphis bad. Memphis would be forty five minutes, but I bet there's not an attorney. In Memphis, that, that has, has dealt with NCAA this experience. So. No, that makes sense. So makes you sense. need you need two things. You need to cross state lines, and you need experience with this. But you also want the closest to you. Tell me about that. Was my first thought when when I learned about that. Tell me about the the delay. What did you take from it? Why why would you wait this long? I, I don't I don't understand how the NCA works. I don't get why it takes this long. You heard all these arguments. I know all these people that make up this committee have other jobs. I can't understand why two weeks from now we're going to all get back together and meet. We're going to come up with a decision, and then two weeks after that we'll report our decision. 
I don't know why it takes eight to 12 weeks to get an answer for something of, we think you're guilty and this is what your punishment should be. I, I don't know how you can't solve that in two days of meeting together. Well, murder trials don't take this long. That's right. And those are human lives that we're talking about people's freedom being put in jail for the rest of their life and people who lost their life. We're not talking about that. We're talking about schools that either did or did not cheat. Yeah. This is not that serious and it's not that big of a deal. It, it I mean, is it, a big deal serious. to these people and it's serious, but it's not something you can't fix in two days. You you have all the information and you're all really smart guys. All the people that make this up are supposed to be really smart guys. You put a bunch of smart people in a room, you give them all this information. In two days, they should be able to come out and say, this is what we think should happen. I agree with you. And then now you got two weeks to formulate a statement. I understand that takes time because you want to make sure your statement is correct and it conveys the all the information you want it to convey. I get all that. I appreciate all that. So when there's two- also the aspect of waiting to to get away from it for just a little bit That's without right. making like a rash emotional decision. Completely get it. So, so you because got, if you got two weeks to do that, right? Go it, play golf. Do whatever these presidents do. And then come, come back, back and and settle it. Right. right. That would make sense. Now, here's here's the opposite side of that. For Rutgers, it took 11 weeks, right, which is asinine I, I, I and bananas. I think that's ridiculous. Because there were, I, I think it was six or seven violations, and you only had, like, two parties, maybe three represented. I mean, the school and Kyle Flood and, like, maybe one other guy, maybe. With Ole Miss, you're talking – David Vaughn, I mean uh, Chris Vaughn, uh, David Saunders, Hugh Freeze, a lot of Ole Miss, Barney Farrar, uh, uh, Chris Kiffin, Maurice Harris, Derek Nix, like all these different people that are named in this that are all being represented. Mm-hmm. So there's all of that, and there's 21 violations. So there's more going because all these other cases that are brought up, Louisville, North Carolina, and Rutgers, all were one day hearings. That's it. So, Ole Miss was two days, and they thought it would run three, but they got everything kind of kind of knocked out. It was taken care of. So, if it took eleven weeks for Rutgers with seven, we'll just say seven. I don't know that it's that, but say it was seven points that they had to hit. Well, Ole Miss has got twenty-one. Say it was three guys for but it, for Rutgers. But it shouldn't like have taken. Eight. It shouldn't have taken eleven. So no, I'm, it not, I'm not giving them a pass on that. I think the NCA is in the wrong in dragging their feet on all of these. All of these. Yeah. Like I said, I have dealt with major serious lawsuit things from a corporate level in, in the past. And our company attorneys sat down with me, my boss, our president at the time, and literally in a day and a half of being in my boss's office, we were able to hash out what what needs to happen what we need to do going forward. We put a plan in place. A, a new new policies were written in a day and a half. Like all of these things happen. This is not rocket science, okay? And you're not putting someone's life in jail either. Okay. This is the well, now some of them it is it's keeping them from ever working again. That's, well, from, but that's fine. From ever working for a college football institute. But, like but that's a, with Barney Farrar, if he ends up with say he gets a five year show cost. Yeah. This yeah. is the only thing that he has done. That's right. So he, he, then he can learn. He can learn to sell insurance. He can learn to put up drywall. He That's can it. go to school to be an air traffic controller. I don't know what to tell you, man. You know what, Davis Sweeney did. You can you can go get other jobs. No, I'm with you. I, I agree there, with there you. There are a lot of people in our country that are that are they'll never get a job making the same amount of money that they were. And that's I, not true. That's not true either. Air traffic controllers straight out the door making six figures, bro. I'm with you on that. But like, my he, gosh, Barney is like. Have to wait, go, how old is Barney? Almost sixty. I don't know, but I'm just telling you, you can do. I know a lot of people that sell insurance that make well over six figures. You, you know what Dabo Sweeney did? What? So check this out. Dabo was on the Alabama staff mm-hmm. that that got let go when Mike Dubos got let go. That's right. He was out of coaching for two years before he went back to Clemson. So he was a real estate guy. That's right. Like he just went and sold real estate. The the North Mississippi housing market yeah. is booming. I'm in that business. Mm-hmm. I make a lot of money off of that industry. Yeah. No, you can go do don't do what I do, man. There's enough of us. But like find <laughs> something else and do it, you know? 
Like, no, I'm with you. The, the with concept you. that these people can't ever work again is ridiculous. Well, but like, it, and if you did something wrong, then you shouldn't work in that field again. But that's what that's what we're <laughs> saying is that you're you're taking away somebody's career that they have spent it decades it building. It doesn't take eight weeks to make that decision. The reason you're president is because you have to make hard decisions. And that's I'm not reason, I'm not arguing on the side of the NCA because but I agree of, with all them. of those things I'm, you're saying. Don't take any more time. You, you you sit down. You figure it out. I think the biggest problem with this is we hire a bunch of people to do this. We somehow put this committee together with a bunch of people that, that have other cal- jobs that they're cal- nah, you, no that's, that's what I'm saying no, I get it, that I don't care that they have other jobs tell, tell me their this their calendars the, are filled with, with golf events and charity events hold on. fundraising the, eating dinner with people to try to raise money for their schools but that's if, for if their schools is, if this is this serious then, then they need to understand when we put something on the calendar you cancel your damn golf event and you move it okay? here's the thing though I need you Tuesday and Wednesday think Thursday, about how much golf. money the NCAA, the NCAA makes so much money yes all the member institutions all this stuff why can we not have a committee that is hired I'm, that I'll is just that I'll do it like it's kind of the same thing that we talk about with referees right yeah like if you're making this much money off of it we and meet, all the schools are making this much money we, off we meet, of it we meet once a quarter Every, like three, Clay, every three months. Clay Travis meet. talks about this, uh, the ridiculous juice bar thing, right? That that Butch Jones was so happy about at Tennessee. Yep. Like, oh, man, we and this big phrase now is don't juice bar me, bro. Like, that's the thing. You've got all of this money to just throw. And because you are a tax-exempt school, like because schools are tax-exempt, they have to spend the money on something, right? So Michigan is taking trips to, like, Italy or whatever for their for their football team. Like they're, these schools are throwing money away. Correct. Why could some of that not go back into the NCAA? Because the NCAA by themselves make so much money off just the damn NCAA tournament. What do you think the cost would be? I don't think the cost would be very much at all. Because you're talking about part-time employees, yeah. people that you're going to say, "Hey, I need." They don't even have to be part-time. They can I be need, full-time. No, no, I don't. I, like I, have them work for the NCAA. Sorry, well, but then they're then they're. Then they would be biased to do the decision that was best for the NCAA, not the best for the school, and not best for the students either. See, I, I like it. so the way that it's set up right now. It's school presidents or just administrators and and whatever, mm-hmm. right? They they do that and they get a a round group of people from small schools, big schools, whatever. That way, everybody is represented, and it is one of those things where if somebody is doing something wrong. They either really want to go after them or they don't, based on like, all right, what if my school gets caught like this? That's like, right. what what precedent do we want to set? Correct. So, and and you can't really bribe these guys because you don't know what like who it is, right? Because it, it could change at any point. Correct. Like Greg Sankey was the the chair of this, and now he's not. Now it's Greg Christopher, right from Xavier. I mean, it's Xavier. Xavier doesn't even have a football program. But it, you get you get my point, right? So, like, I, the the reasoning for them to do this is sound. I don't but, have a problem with it. I just think you need to make these people meet and and figure it out. Like, just get a damn answer. Yeah, if you don't have time to do it, if you don't have time to be on the COI committee, then I don't know. Then you're out. Then, well, but then, I don't, then I don't, find I, somebody else to do it. I don't know. I don't know that you don't have time. Like, it's almost like a jury thing. Like, no, you're going to do it. And it's like not if you're gonna, an NCAA member institution, you were going to be involved and it, and in this. Period. And it's not going to be a time-consuming thing. It's going to be a thing where you got two days for the trial or whatever, right? Yeah. Then you got we're going to wait two weeks, three weeks, whatever you want them to wait. They're going to come back for two or three days, and when they leave that two or three day meeting, they will have it figured out. They have an answer, and then I'll give you two weeks from then to formulate it so that you pay somebody else. This is what we want to say. Write that. All right. Well, let's see. The NCAA has PR people. They've, they, they, and those it. are full time. That's it. So, so, so now you hand them a packet and say, "Write this," and then one of one of these guys in this meeting will read what you write in in two weeks after that. Yeah, that, like the whole thing's done in a month and a half. That makes way more sense to me. At that point, that is that's six weeks, which is what they claim was supposed to be the time period. Six and to eight weeks. And I don't know that that's irrational to want. Like I'm not asking for. 
unrealistic expectations. I don't think you should walk out of the the original hearing on Tuesday and then by Friday or the following Monday have an answer. Like I'm not I'm not being a jerk about this. No. But I also think that waiting 12 weeks to give them an answer is is not a jerk move. And I don't know that you have to all come back together to talk about this. We all have Skype. We all have GoToMeeting. We all have these things where we meet with people across the world without being in the same room. Yeah. So we all just, you all go back to your houses after the hearing's over, and then... We'll have a Skype meeting. On this day, on this time, we're going to go over everything, and we do that once, you know, every couple of days until we have an answer. There's a way to expedite this. Yeah. They don't want to. And you know why? Because nobody's making them. That's true. That's true. We spent way too long on that. Way longer on that than I anticipated. Sorry. Uh, So we'll, we'll make the NFL thing relatively short. Let's go ahead and jump into the recap, all right? Yeah, which which game do you want to jump into first? Do you want to start on Thursday or you want to do mon- uh, Monday night and then go back? No, let's start Thursday. Thursday night, the Bills and the Jets. I was way off on this one. I yes, thought the were. Bills were going to win. I, and, and for whatever reason, the Jets absolutely blew them out of the water. It, it wasn't even a ball game. Which it is bad for Thursday night because we've had some pretty good, we've had some really good Thursday night games. Yes, but it's not like anybody wanted to watch the Jets and Bills anyway. And then the fact that it was a blowout, like if you're a Jets fan, you have to be absolutely the most pissed off, no. depressed person in the no, world. No, no, no. no here, here's no, no. why: because you've got just as much of a chance to make the Super Bowl as you do of getting the number one pick now. Yeah, so but, you are literally stuck right in the middle. This is not the NBA, man. This is just not. Where if you're no, stuck in the middle, you're dead. Listen, teams go from the middle of the pack to the top every year, all the time. Ask the Rams, okay? Do you think that ask this Jets team Eagles. is set up to be a Super Bowl contender? No, I don't. But I think that they are – not this year, no. But if they have a really good draft next year, look, if they're they going to win – they're going to win five to seven games this year anyway, all right? Okay. So let's let's say they win six games this year. Well, see now you this is the exact opposite of the guys that's on your shirt that you were talking about because you said if the if the Browns won like six games this year, right? Like, how much closer are they to a Super Bowl? No, than I, they would have. I been? wanted them to win six. I don't want to tank. You know, this is not the NBA. This well, I'm not saying not. that they need to tank. I'm saying if they win six games this year with the draft picks next year, we have not seen first round picks like first overall guys. Other than the quarterbacks that the Browns keep passing on, <laughs> be be transcendent in a while. So it, it, it's just not one of those things where you have to take to do that. Now they need a quarterback, but they're also New York. They can go get a quarterback. They have money to spend. They're getting younger. If this team was garbage, you want them to be garbage. But if they've got a chance to compete for that for for a wild card, have you seen the AFC? Like Again. I'm not. You're right. The chance of them getting number one is the same as them winning the Super Bowl, which they're not going to do either of those because the Browns and the 49ers suck so bad, and they're not close to be good enough to do that. What are the chances of them making the damn playoffs? Because the AFC outside of the top, 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 and the bottom, bottom, bottom is garbage all throughout. Well, all right, now look. You think they can't take a wild card place? Let's let's go ahead and, and look at the AFC, all right? So the Jags, I think the Jags are pretty good this year. I think the Titans are pretty good this year. Those two are going to be fighting for that division. You got the Steelers in one division. You got the Jets, the Bills, at Dolphins are, Dolphins are nothing. Are done. Dolphins but, are done. But here's the thing: the Dolphins are like they're competitive. Four five. Yeah, they're competitive. Um, but it, so you've got the Jets, you got the Bills, you got the Dolphins, and you got the Patriots all in that division, and they're all competitive, right? But you know that the Patriots are going to win that division. I'm t- we're talking about wild card places. We're uh, obviously, talking about wild card who, places. So, so who else would they be in competition with for the wild card? You got the Bills. You got they would the Jaguars or the Titans. See, I, I we don't see that as the same at all. I think the winner of the South is going to be the only representative from the South. I think the Titans are not a playoff football team at all. You don't um, think so? No. Their schedule sets up nice for them. Man, they they need to do better than what they've been doing. I, they beat a bad Baltimore Ravens team. The The AFC North is not putting two teams in at all. Their competition are the Chargers and the Raiders. I think the Broncos team is done unless they can do something at the quarterback position. Their competition is the Broncos and the Raiders. So you think Jacksonville – And here's well, the thing, they either, don't have either, to beat – Either Tennessee or the Jags are going to fall off. 
Yes. And and th- no, I shouldn't say that. Their competition is the Bills, Broncos, or Raiders. Two of those four teams are going to probably make the playoffs. And I'm not saying the, the Jets are going to make the playoffs. The Broncos? Too. Not the Broncos. Shit, you got me saying to me teams now. <laughs> In the West, the Chargers and the Raiders are have a shot to make the playoffs. In the AFC East, you well, have... Well, both of those teams the, have five losses, right? Yes, they sure do. Okay. They sure do. But they're playing better football. Well, the Raiders are kind of up and down. The Jets and the Bills have about the same shot at winning this thing and making a wild card. I think those are two of those teams are going to be your wild card teams. It would shock me if anybody else was. The years that the Jets made the AFC title game. They were wild cards both They were times. wild card teams both times. Because they've never won that division. Nobody's won that division in 15 years. Other than the Pats. That's right. Let's move off that. Let's talk uh, Let's talk NFC. Atlanta loses again at Carolina. What is that? Is that uh, three losses in the last four games? Is that right? They yeah. started 3-1. and one, And... And now they're one and three in the last. So they're four and four. Carolina is now six and three. Is Carolina a playoff team? I mean, I, I think the that NFC the, Saints, is, the NFC is way more locked up. The NFC is way more locked up than the AFC. There are way too many middle tier teams. Nobody is great other than the Eagles in the in the NFC. And everybody's in a shot to either win the division or a wild card. Do the Saints and the Eagles play? I doubt it because I, I haven't seen an AFC, NFC East, and an NFC South team play each other yet this year. I'd be shocked if they play. Yeah, because that—I mean—that would be the matchup, right? Like that's those are the those are the teams that I think are are who are going to win their division. That, that, I think the Saints will win over over Carolina. Um, I mean, but tell me this: What do you make of the Falcons right now? Is this just a Super Bowl hangover? Yeah, I think it's well, and I also think, or is it just Matt Ryan coming back to reality from from his best year ever last year? Man, I think a lot of it's Sark. I really do because it's not just a Ryan problem. And this whole offense is bad. Yeah, the whole they thing. don't look like they're practicing. They don't look like they're together at all. And and a lot of people this week have thrown this name out there. There is an offensive genius out there that got out of coaching. Because of of health reasons. Oh, you're talking about somebody different. And wants to get back into coaching, but he will not be a head coach. Gary Kubiak is a quarterback genius, and he is a great offensive mind. And the health problems restrict him from being a head coach, but he said he thinks he is more than capable of running an offense and not overstressing himself out. And if I was the Falcons, I would would throw – Sarkeesian off the highway right now. And I, go would get, go, and I would go ask Kubiak, what do you need? What do you want? Do you need to make more money than our head coach? I don't care. Come on. yeah, Come the hell on. Because this offense has way too many dynamic pieces for them to be bad. What, what has happened to Julio Jones? Julio Jones dropped the easiest touchdown he's ever going to have in his life Sunday. Well, I wonder if it's because he, he's so not used to getting the ball now. It was he was <laughs> I mean, wide open, it, right? over the shoulder bomb, wide open by ten yards. Nobody was close to him, and it just hit him in the hands, and he bobbled, 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 and it hit the ground. It looked like if you were trying to throw a game, that's, that's that was it. I that's mean, it how looked, you would do it. It was that bad that you're you're such a dynamic superstar. You have a drop like that. It makes a guy like me, who's a gambler, say. What's what's up with this? Like something doesn't. I remember, you texted me right when that play happened, and and we both thought this is not right. Something's weird. And some people were like, "Well, maybe he's not healthy." Look, you can have like I don't care hurt, how healthy you the, are. The, the, the like, most pain in your foot you could imagine. If you can run and get that wide open, and the ball hits you in the hand, you make that catch. You're going to catch the ball. There, there's period. no pain in your ankle that's going to make you drop that ball. All right, let's move on from that. Indianapolis twenty. The Texans fourteen. The Texans right now. There is talk about them uh, about them signing Colin Kaepernick, and I think they could really use it because Tom Savage is awful. We haven't seen a quarterback go out and be this valuable in a long time. Yeah, it's been it's been a while. I mean, well, we just saw it in Green Bay. Well, and the difference between Andrew Luck and Scott Tolzien, like. That's yeah, there but, used, but there Jacoby Brissett like at least has but 
But yes, but you know, Jacoby's not Tolzien, and that's who he went from. Here's the thing about Watson and, and quarterbacks today. They're so important. There was What was the guy that was behind uh, uh, Peyton Manning back in the day at the Colts? You remember who I'm talking about? The guy that played at Purdue, uh, had the long blonde hair. I have no idea. Either way, it, th- that was a big drop-off. Yeah, no, it was terrible. Yeah, bad drop-off. I, I, That's I, how they ended up with Andrew Luck to begin with. I think we're in a situation today in the NFL. There used to be a time when in gambling, if the quarterback went out, it moved the line three points. If you lose a Tom Brady or a Peyton Manning or somebody like that. Now it could be anywhere from a touchdown oh, to ten points. Yeah, no, it's, it, that's what I was about to say. It is now, if you make it three, the house is going to lose because everybody's – I'm in a super contest where when the lines come out, the lines are fixed. They do not move. Well, the lines come out on Wednesday. And so I, I got to pick five teams. Well, this line was Houston minus 13. Yeah. And so I just wait until Friday or Saturday, and I see that, you know, Deshaun tours Deshaun's ACL. gone, and, and, and there's no way Houston's not beating anybody by 13. So I get a free win off of that. It doesn't help because everybody in the league, if you weren't smart enough to go change your picks. Yeah. Now, if you submit your picks too early, then you're an idiot. Yeah. But but if but if you didn't change your pick, then then it's just a free pick. Um, Indy, I think is getting better. I think they have no chance of winning the South. And I think no, Houston, they're. I think Houston's done. I think yeah, both of those teams are are pretty much done for the division. Uh, Indianapolis three and six. Houston's three and five. Yeah, they're they're out. Uh, Cincinnati, another three and five team. Now they go to Jacksonville and lose twenty three to seven. That was to Jacksonville without Leonard Fournette. Um, I I think this Jags team is pretty good. I, they're keeping the ball somewhat out of Blake Bortles' hands, and their running back position, like the the core they've got down there with Chris Ivory and uh, whoever the hell else, uh, T.J. Yeldon, Yeldon, and then Fournette. I mean. You got playmakers all over that running back core. They're they're looking good. They're you're, you said they, it best. they're relying on defense and they're keeping it out of Bortles' hands. They're keeping Blake without the ball. This this Cincinnati team is done, man. They they they're, look like they have quit. I, we've never seen AJ Green do something like what he did Sunday. That when was he, you know what that was. That was straight pin up emotion. Oh no, that was he was so pissed off about he, the way the season has gone. He can't throw Andy yeah. Dalton in a rear naked choke, but he can throw you know somebody on the other team in a rear naked choke. Wait, tell me that. How did he not get suspended for that? How did Mike Evans get suspended, and AJ Green did not? I think because Mike Evans didn't get ejected from the game, and and these guys did. Now oh, this, that when that ejection happened, sense. I got furious because yes, Ramsey was giving him shots the whole day, but, but that's, that's what, what he does. That's what DBs do. Yeah. Okay. They, you're they you're supposed to shots, get in the guy's shots. head. Yeah, they get in their head. If if I see that, and I'm the other team, that gives NFL teams a reason to go hire goons. That's exactly what it does because Ramsey gets up and all of a sudden gets thrown into a chokehold, thrown down, punches thrown at him. Then everybody separates them. Both of them are ejected. What the hell did he do to get ejected? Ramsey did nothing. Even if he fights back after all of that happens, you still shouldn't be ejected. You have a right to defend yourself on the field, man. I agree. Like that That's total bull. He should not have been thrown out of that game. I'm glad it didn't cost Jacksonville. About Jacksonville on the field, we haven't seen them play two good weeks in a row. Yeah. So yeah, I I'm curious to see they've got the Chargers. What this do week. they look this week? Chargers coming off a bye. Can they look good two weeks in a row? If they can, I mean, look. The if they south can, is, that's the, south, is the south is theirs. I don't know about that. I still think Tennessee's got something to say about it because I mean, remember Tennessee did blow them out of the water earlier in the year. So doesn't matter though, and it was at Jacksonville. I, I that, understand that, that, that doesn't matter, matter, but the schedule sets up really nicely for the Titans. Um, both teams are five and three right now, and Tennessee owns the tiebreaker currently. So uh, next one up, Tampa Bay. Uh, they go to New Orleans. They get beat thirty to ten. This Tampa Bay team is bunk. I am completely out on them. Jameis Winston is now being sidelined for the foreseeable future. His shoulders still ain't right. Did you see – I know you had to have seen the video of of his pregame speech. 
He's such an idiot. All you need to know about that is if you watch the video, go and watch Deshaun Deshaun Jackson, who's standing in the back. His face the whole time is just like, what did I sign up for? Why did I sign with this team? This is my leader. Yes. Everyone talks about his leadership ability. Who, who Everyone was the talks guy that about jumped how in. great he is. Who was the guy that jumped in afterwards that was like, all right, like, have, yo, all right, no, everybody. I have no idea. <laughs> I mean, because somebody had to take over from there because nobody knew what was going Like, putting the fingers in the mouth and this, like. This guy really is an idiot. Whew. Like, they don't get a whole lot. This this makes me believe that not only is CTE real, but, but these players are walking around with it. This guy's an idiot, man. He really is. I mean, I don't know that he has two brain cells to rub together. And then he's a punk on that. The little cheap shot, I'm going to poke my finger in the back of your head. I'm going to walk off the field after you've been benched for something. Let's get this clear. He wasn't benched because he was hurt. Because at no point in time did he get any more hurt than he already was playing. He just sucks right now. Yeah, I think okay. I think he really does. He's not good at football. He got benched. Coming off the bench, he's going to poke his finger in the back of somebody's head. Man, he's just a punk. Yeah. He's just a punk. That's a bad football team. And the Saints are a good football team, so 30-10 to 10 was, was not unexpected there. Uh, the Rams, 51. The Man. Giants, 17. Hot damn. The the Rams are now 6-2. and two. The Giants, I think Ben McAdoo's gone after this year. Well, I, no, I don't think that. I think no head will be left unturned in New York. I think the GM's gone because that roster has gotten awful. I mean, this team made the playoffs last year. That defense was dominant. What happened? I, I mean, you got me. They are terrible. And Ben McAdoo is is the worst. Look, Jared Goff, like, look, that's all you need to know. Jeff Fisher will never coach never, in this league. He'll never get another job. Now, he will never get another job ever. Yeah. Like, not that he needs the money, but I wouldn't hire him to sell insurance, man. Well, I mean, they had him as a third string last year. They said that he wasn't capable of even making the raw. Like, he didn't dress for yeah. the first, like, five or six weeks. Which is bananas. He, he couldn't even hold the clipboard. Yeah. That's just asinine to me. Asinine to me. All right. <laughs> that, let's, ridiculous. Let's jump off that one. Uh, another 51 spot. The Eagles, 51. The Freaking Broncos, twenty three. They put fifty one half a hundred on the Broncos. I understand that it was at Lincoln Financial. I got that. They're really good. Like, the Eagles are like Carson Wentz. If he's, he if he's not that, the front, yeah, if he's not the front runner for the MVP, people haven't been watching football. Look, Jay Ajayi. Whoo, boy, does he fit in that offense? He looked really good, really. And and I mean, think about how scary that offense is right now. That is just a a full blown attack that I I never Doug Peterson I gotta give this man props try right. because I I didn't believe in him not I thought a, not a lot of people in the NFL did it, look it, Carson Wentz completely turned this team around they it, I can understand from this season why they would give up so many picks and whatnot to move up to draft this guy thanks Cleveland. Because he is, he's something else. Now, granted, he's got all he's got good players around oh, him. He's got he's got a lot of talent around him. That defense, that we didn't know was actually talent until the, he got there. Like, that's de- the problem. Their defense isn't getting a lot of credit either, man. That front, Fletcher Cox and those guys. I haven't seen them play at this level in a long time, and those are perennial Pro Bowlers, and yeah. they're playing better than they've ever played. And I think it's because they have something to play for. Well, when yeah, when you've got a, a quarterback back there that you actually believe in. When it your makes offense a complete is putting difference. up points, it allows a defensive coordinator and defensive players to say, you know what, guys? We're going to score 20 so we can gamble. You know what gambling means? We're going to blitz the hell out of these folks. Yep. Defensive guys, they don't like playing safe. They want to rush. They want to go. They want they want to fire the whistle and sprint out. Yeah. And they're allowed to now. And if you make a mistake and you miss, it's okay. They scored. We're, yeah, we're going to score. Nobody's going to shut us down. I Broncos, like the Broncos can't do that. They're having to play safe right now. The the Broncos look about as bad Brock as you can look. It's just terrible. Yeah, I, he he really is. Now here's the thing though. Like the some of the guys are still getting their numbers right. Demarius Thomas still getting his. The running game has has somewhat disappeared for this guy. They were supposed to have a better offensive line this year. They so, didn't look so, like. All right, so this conversation I heard. Um, 
man, I don't even remember who I was talking to about it, and I apologize. I'd like to give credit. If, if Eli Manning says, hey, obviously you guys need to rebuild. I don't want to rebuild. I need, I, I want well, to not, win. Not, I don't want to be, you don't need to rebuild with me. You don't need to carry my salary. It does, you know, it's not, I'm not good for you, and you're not good for me to be here. Would would Eli want to go to Denver? Oh, yeah. And you think Elway would take the other Manning? Well, 100%. Oh, my gosh. How, how, how awesome would that be? Are you surprised that Denver has not tried to go the route of Chad Kelly yet? Oh, uh, no, I don't think Chad's healthy yet. Remember, he tore his ACL last year. Yeah, but, that, I mean, I thought. No, listen. Now, Adrian Peterson changed the game when he came back after, like, nine months. Chad Kelly's probably back, but he's got a. He's got, he's got a long way to offense. go. He's been rehabbing, man. He hasn't been all this other stuff. I do think next year, if they don't go after a big-name guy, that was, shot. that was the place I always said all along, I would hire Hugh Freeze if I was the Broncos because you don't care about any of the crap that got him in trouble. None of that stuff who, matters you know who in the their NFL. offensive coordinator is? No, you don't need, I don't need to no, know, but I wouldn't hire him as offensive coordinator. I'd hire him as quarterback's coach. Just a quarterback's coach. Oh, in the NFL, yeah. Look, you can't get a job anywhere else. It's not uh, like you're going to be bidding for him. You got a good point. Hey, you have no job. Would you like a job? Sure. Come on. <laughs> Your boy Chad here did pretty good under you. Teach him to play in the NFL. Yeah, te- teach job. him how to play quarterback. You you taught him pretty well yeah. down in I Oxford. Think, I think that would be awesome. I think it would be like the perfect fit for everybody. Tell me about Baltimore, Tennessee. A terrible game. Just an awful game to watch. Two teams that don't look very good at all. One of them had to win. Tennessee's five and three. Baltimore's now four and five. It was a twenty three to twenty win. Uh, they were up twenty three to thirteen. Yeah, neither team could God bless neither was, team could run. It at was all. This game I spent zero time watching. And I I'm a better man for it. I I watched. I watched that's, it. That's Look, I, I'm a Steelers idea. fan, but I, I like for the Titans to do well. One, because uh, it, one, I picked them to win the division. I've got them over eight and a half wins, so I need them to get to nine. So, Look, I, I like them too, but be great, yeah. be terrible. You can't be this boring, man. That, I need them to go man. at least four and four the rest of the way, and the schedule <laughs> sets up nice for it. And at nine and seven, with as flaky as Jacksonville is, they could end up winning that division at nine and seven. Jacksonville. Uh, uh, yeah, you're, you're right. So, I mean, we'll see. Arizona and San Francisco. Arizona wins 20-10. to 10. There's really nothing to say about nope. this game. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo may be playing this week, though. Did they say that? Because the reports were yesterday, or last week that he might not play at all the whole season. I don't think that you trade for that guy and don't play him. I, I understand what the reports were. And I think I, I actually like what John Lynch is doing. I think he traded for him because he's a valuable asset, and he's more. He, this is an NBA move. He's more valuable than a second round pick, and it only costs a second round pick. I but think I, they think we can flip him for a like first even, round. Pick. Even if we don't play him, yeah. we can still flip him. Like he's worth more if That's we right. don't play him. No, because, no, because, because if we because play the team behind is so our bad. shitty offensive line. And he gets hurt. Well, when he gets hurt, then we or just pissed away a, a second round pick. Either he gets hurt or he just looks bad, and they keep losing. That's right. Either and one, if he's got both, losses on his record, both are bad. Yeah, both are so, bad. But if you don't play him at all, and you just make sure he gets healthy, what do you, you could get? Listen, if AJ McCarron was going to get a second and a third, they could get a second and a third. They just pick up an extra pick. That's not bad. So in essence, they trade a second round pick for a second and a third. They just wanted assets. I always used to wonder why NFL teams didn't do this more often. Well, a lot of them just aren't bright enough to do it. I mean, I think these guys are super smart. I actually think locker room stuff matters so much more in the NBA than talent. Yes. Like, like togetherness and cohesiveness, and you don't want to just be moving dudes. But in the NBA, like you can't take a whole team and flip it, but you could take a guy out and plug a guy in pretty easily. And it yeah. not mess things up. I just don't know that you could do that in the NFL. Uh, you might be right. You might be right. Washington goes on the road with their completely banged up offensive line. I have no Everybody's idea. injured. Everybody's hurt. And they beat Seattle 17 to 14. Explain this to me. Pay that man his money. Hey, Kirk, Kirk Cousins, Cousins is just cashing. Every week that goes by, I, I he's just cashing checks. If there was anybody left in an eliminator pool, they all got killed Sunday. 
Yeah. Because nobody had watched him win this game. No, and not when they got beat by it. Well, all right, so let's let's just move off that because there's not a whole lot to talk about there. It like, was a terrible game. Yeah, a terrible game. Russell Seattle Wilson looks terrible. Well, see, that's the thing. The week before against the damn Texans, he puts up what thirty eight. Yep. No, I have. I can't. I can't explain it. I can't explain. And I would say the Houston's defense is worlds better than Washington's defense. And Washington got a good defense. They also but got they're a bunch all hurt. Of guys hurt. I, I look. I don't get it. I don't understand. That game didn't make sense to me. It, I don't know what Pete Carroll is doing up there. I I wish smoking a reefer. I wish somebody would explain to me, like why there is no consistency in the in NFL. C- well, in it, not just in the NFL, like just it, mainly at Seattle, because there are weeks that they will score six points, and there are weeks that they'll put up forty. Jacksonville's the same way. I mean, there's a couple like, of teams that are that way. They're just that, finicky, man. That is what's made gambling so hard this year. Yeah, why Why can you go from scoring six points against – or 12 points against the, the damn 49ers, mm-hmm. who everybody and their mother can score on? 30, 40, everybody. And then you put up a 40 spot on Houston. On Houston. Maybe the second or third best defense in the league. And then – Washington comes in, who just gave up 28 or whatever the hell it was to Dallas the week before at home in the freaking rain. And then Seattle's at home, and Washington goes all the way across country holds to Seattle, to holds you to 14 points. Like, I, I, I am so – I'm out on all of them. I'm just – I'm done. It's so hard to pick. Like, you know what it is? The reason NFL ratings are down, it's not because of the damn national no. anthem. It's yeah, because everybody is pissed off. Nobody can figure it out. Oh. I, don't, I don't know. I, I like that the games are competitive. I just wish that they were more fun to watch. Yes, that's the bad thing is like, when, you, when you get a bad game. And I don't need, like, 50 to – to 40 ball games. Like, I don't need Bedlam. Look, at know? Dallas and Kansas City, we'll move on to that one. That's Dallas and Kansas City, that was a fun game. game. That was an awesome game. <laughs> 17-28, not a, not a super high-scoring game. Bet it hit the under. But it was a really fun game to watch. Yeah, that was cool. Like, I enjoyed that. Tell me how this happened. What what the hell is going on with Dallas? I don't get this. I would tell they you. They were 2-3. and three. They've won three straight. So, what I think, what I was most impressed with in this game was Jason Garrett. And let me tell you why. Well, he's, he's the leader on that team. I think going into halftime, that weird, funky play that the Chiefs pulled off, which was absolute genius, to score a touchdown, going into halftime, that Dallas sideline looked like they had lost the game on that play. Yeah. And I thought, they're going to go in the locker room, and they're going to come out. Fly. Like, this team, Tyreek Hill just took their will to play away. Yeah. And he just took all the air out of them. And it takes a really good coach to just say, we're not going to let that beat us. And they came out, they made a defensive stand, they got the ball back, and, and they flipped field position, and they kept scoring and kept playing. And it, I give Jason Garrett credit for that. I don't give him a lot of credit all the time. I don't think he's a great coach. I think he kept his team from getting so down in that situation. That was a big deal. You know what I still see when I look at Jason Garrett? Nick Saban, he was Nick Saban's quarterback's coach at Miami. He wanted to bring him to Alabama as an offensive coordinator, and then he got the damn Dallas head coaching job. Like, he's been there forever now. Yep. Like, he was he was still, I think, the offensive coordinator for Dallas for a little bit. And you'd rather have that job, obviously, than oh, the Alabama well, yeah. offensive coordinator job. But he played but like, there, he's got the relationship with Jerry. But good gracious... I mean, you want to talk about rising up? Like it. I mean, he got. That's an awesome, and awesome Jerry, gig. And Jerry stuck with him for years, man. Yes, I because mean, everybody been, wanted him. It gone. would have been so easy to fire him. Yeah, and, and a guy that's known for kind of pulling the trigger didn't. We got two more games, uh, and then we'll talk a little bit about Josh Passner. Oakland beats Miami twenty-seven to twenty-four. The spread pushes there. I was not happy about that. I had Oakland minus three. Um, Miami is okay, and the Raiders are okay. Yeah, neither one of these teams are moving them. Is is there anything to even bring up about them? The Raiders are fun to watch. Amari Cooper. Boy, your Alabama receivers are not not looking well at all. Not not this year. He is leading the league in, in drops, and he's had 
In that game alone, he had two or three drops that were just hit him in the face. Yeah. I can't. I they, can't. They still got the it. win, but I, I don't understand it. Marshawn Lynch had two touchdowns in that now, game. Now, Marshawn's going to have to carry them. He is like, you know what I think they, they brought him in for? the To be an emotional leader. Because they, they are a super young team. I think you needed an old vet that's been around a long time. And think about what he brings to the table, aside from just the fact that he is, you know, a, a, a power back, right? Because he, he's not going to beat anybody running down the field now. But he can batter in between the tackles, and and he's just so uplifting. Like, everybody loves playing for that guy. I think they like playing with him. It's really hard for me to see Marshawn Lynch and leader in the same, like, sentence. I, I think he is. I think he is on that team. You you could be right. I'm, I'm not going to be the guy to say it. <laughs> I'll say it. I'll say it. You could be All right. right. Finally, Detroit, Green Bay. Green Bay is putrid without Aaron Rodgers. And Detroit looks fun. They look good. Yeah, they do. Their offense was moving. They were able to run the ball. They were able to throw the ball. Matt Stafford, when he is on, he's he's tough to beat. Yeah, he sure so, is. So, look in that division. Look, now, how I'm crazy was this? It, it, they go in, I mean, and he's able to do anything that he wants to in this yes. game. Against Pittsburgh the week before, mm-hmm. like, got it in the red zone three times. Couldn't they, do anything. They had to kick five field goals. They didn't get a single touchdown. A lot of that was on coaching. They they ran it when they should have thrown it, and they threw it when they should have ran it. Every When play, I think they were doing that because they were trying to throw Pittsburgh off. Well, that was but stupid. Because they did, it, yeah, it was absolutely Everything dumb. they did, I'm sitting at home thinking, if I'm on the couch and I can tell what you're about to do, that that's not good because guys that get paid large subs of money are on the other side. I know they know what's about to happen. Yes. That's terrible. They looked really good. So that division, the quarterbacks in the NFC North are Matt Stafford. I don't know who the hell Minnesota is trucking out there every week. <laughs> uh, Case Keenum. Case Keenum is, is who's been it, but they're talking about um, Bridgewater being healthy, practicing, getting ready to come back, maybe. I don't see any way. Does anybody know what happened to my boy Sam Bradford? Yeah, Did he's, he get uh, put he's, on house arrest? No, he's he's uh, he's on IR for the rest of the year now. He played week one, but what happened? He, he got hurt. He played week, but nobody knows what the injury is. He didn't I think tear it was the same anything. one from last year. No, I don't think he tore it. I, I, don't, I don't think he was ever fully back from that. Anyway, I, that's really weird. So you've got... You've got Case Keenum. We'll give him. Right. Matt Stafford gets to play against Case Keenum, Brett Hundley, and Mitch Trubisky to try to win that division. Now he's only four and four, and he's trailing. And Minnesota's looking really good with Case Keenum. Well, and it's not Keenum that's winning ball games. Well, it's the defense. This is the defense. No, no, no. I give you what, man. They've got some wide receivers that do a lot of that Kansas City dink and dunk stuff. Oh and, yeah, and they get yak, baby. They get yards after the catch. So you know how Keenum, good that team Keenum's would be with Dalvin no, Cook. Oh my God! Oh no, you're right, and that guy's scared. I think about how good they would be if they had a, you know, if they had taken Deshaun. Everybody in the league got a chance to get Deshaun. Yeah, and, it, and but I, I told you on the night that he was drafted because we were in here recording that night, and I said that is a monster pick. Yeah. I loved Deshaun Watson. I thought he was going to fit anywhere. He completely, he was the absolute heart and soul. Yeah. Of that Texans team, and it took him what a week. Uh, it I mean, it was just taking that long. Well, but they, they started Tom Savage just because. Oh, well, I, he's I, been here forever. Yeah, and that was a bad. Move. But that, that was a bad. Move. It, it it took a half, and then he came out the second half and was all right. And then he won at Cincinnati and one week the game plan and it was over. Yeah, and it, it it was done. And he he took over. He took over. All right, let's move off the NFL recap. Let's talk for just a few minutes about what happened to Josh Passner. Former Memphis coach, current Georgia Tech coach. So, Gary Parrish, friend of the show, CBS Sports, put out an article today. Ron Bell, who is a longtime friend of Georgia Tech coach Josh Pastner, he explained that he is the person. That get, so, Georgia Tech, a couple of days ago, had to suspend two of their star players. Right? So, Pastner wins AACC uh, Coach of the Year last year. They, they go like 17 and 14. He made it to the, uh, I think, the NIT championship game, whatever it was. They were not expected to do anything. And yeah, they weren't he, very good. No, but but he made them all right. So it was uh, Todrick Jackson and Josh Okogie. 
And these two players were suspended for the start of the year because of some impermissible benefits that they, they just got to get some kinks worked out. It's whatever. So according to Georgia Tech, Jackson accepted benefits totaling less than $525. Okogie accepted benefits totaling less than $750. Well, Bell came out. It, so the, the reason all this stuff adds up is it was like 230 something bucks on a plane ticket for Okogie three pairs of shoes that were like 444 bucks and he got two shirts that cost like 50 bucks and then same thing for jackson only it was two pairs of shoes it was like 270 bucks and he got like nick's gear that was 80 bucks so the documents add up correctly because bell gave gary Parrish all this information he gave him all the receipts here this is what i bought him this is what i did he he claims now that there was even more stuff and that pastor knew about all of this which that's the only real problem here is that pastor knew about it but but claimed he didn't know and if you look at bell's phone records which he also turned over to gary Parrish, like he did talk to josh pastor while all this stuff was going on yeah one it's asinine that we're even talking about this because it's less than a thousand dollars this is like it going to pick up meals for somebody or whatever markel crawford is also named in this from when he was at Memphis, right? So this guy's been a friend of Passner for a long time. He went to prison for like four years. And he got out of prison, and Passner like kind of led him back into his life. He did. This was when Passner was going through some of the rough patches at Memphis. Okay. He needed some support, right? Passner did. This guy had been with him. He had known him since he played at Arizona. And then he was on Lute Olson's staff forever out there. And then he hops on with Calipari, but he's he's still friends with Ron Bell. Bell is still helping out. He's still paying for all this stuff for all these kids. He's taking care of the kids, blah, 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 blah. Bell claims that he provided even more than than this stuff. And that Passner's lying about it and whatever else. And that Passner came out and told him, nobody's going to believe you because you're an ex-con and you're an ex-addict and all this kind of crap. The reason that Bell went with all this stuff is because Passner didn't call and tell him happy birthday. Would you be that pissed off at me if I didn't call and tell you happy birthday? You don't you don't have to. That's kind of what I'm saying. You know, like it, <laughs> look, look so let's get into the birthday thing. Because I have I have I have family. I have family that does this. Not not Fraser family. I grew up my mom allowed me allowed me through me one birthday party my whole life my whole <laughs> life not, and you, not, and you ain't pissed no, off at her you no. ain't trying to turn her over to the police no so like one one we just we just don't celebrate birthdays in my house growing up it didn't it didn't happen i have family that the whole month that they're it's my birthday month man take your ass to dinner for your birthday wherever you want to go and then that night Shut the hell up. Do some laundry. Do what you're supposed to do. Be a grown-up. Be an adult. You want to make a big deal about your kids' birthdays? That's fine. But once you're an adult, birthdays are way the hell blown out of proportion. Yes. I used to have people try to take off work back when I was managing lots of people. It's my birthday week. I got to take off the whole week? Like, you want a day off? That's fine. I I'll accommodate somebody a day off. You you need a week? Oh, no. We ain't doing that mess. Unapproved. Yeah, call me a jerk. I don't care. Like it's not, and maybe I'm wrong for that, but this is ridiculous. Now, this is one of those things where should these kids have gotten this stuff? No. In the rule books, is this cheating? Yeah. Man, we just found out Louisville guys are getting hundred thousand dollar deals, and we're flipping out over seven hundred dollars worth of stuff. Yeah, it's just ridiculous. The, like, like here, here's the deal. Here's what's what does happen. it cost the NCAA to do this investigation? Can I just? But well, there's, there's not going to be an investigation. Like, there is no investigation to do because all the stuff is right here. All these players have to do is pay back the money. Okay, right. That's it. That's so right. that's all they got to do. Pay so back somebody the money, else and then they'll be hand them eight hundred dollars, and like, they'll they'll pay back the the seven hundred dollars. Yep. hundred dollars in their pocket for the trouble, and and we move on. And then we move on, and that's it. So it, now this is a good story for for Parrish because everybody's oh, going to read it, and it's no, no, a big no. deal. But the fact that we're talking about this is just asinine. It, it made headlines everywhere. That's so dumb. And I I'm I'm so tired of it. I'm I really so sick of it. I really hate the NCAA. 
But it's not the NCAA that came out and did this. No, I, like well, Georgia Tech oh, self-reported and obviously this guy, this sanctions. guy's a d bag. Okay, if you get your panties all over, well, this twist. is what he said. All right, here's here's his quote. He said, "I just started to realize Passner is not a friend." Bell said, "I told him I hold your career in my hands. You're going to show me respect." I said, "I've been protecting you for two years. If you don't watch yourself, if I start self-reporting, you're going to be coaching high school basketball." Passner said, "Are you threatening me?" And I remember it like it was yesterday. I said, "Josh." I don't make threats. Everything I say I'm going to do, I do it. So this is what's weird to me. I will tell you this. This is a strange relationship because I've had the pleasure of meeting Josh. I'm sure he doesn't know me from Adam, but but I've met him. I shook his hand. He is not the kind of dude that I would just associate with hanging out with like ex-con rough dudes. Yeah. So the the way that these if right, you so got the if you got not that all the way, cons the, are bad dudes no the way that this but all if you went got down, friends like that come let, on let man, me explain you're to you. asking for trouble the way that these guys met all right so the way that Bell and Passner became buddies Bell's dad was an AAU coach in the eighties and he's buddies his dad was buddies with Lute Olson strange how it always comes back to the AAU. Exactly right. Yes. So, so this guy, yes. it, Kenny or Kenny Anderson, who was a Georgia Tech alum, he was the number two pick in the '91 draft. Okay. He has been friends with Bell over the past few years, whatever. Uh, well, not past few years, just over a while, because he played AAU basketball for Bell's uncle. It wasn't his dad; it was his uncle back in the '80s. Uh, Kenny Anderson said that he didn't know what any of them did, but that he believed Bell would not make up stories to falsely incriminate Passner. Now, other people, because this guy is, you know, an ex-con, an ex-addict, all that kind of stuff. Like, this guy claimed that Passner, like, saved his life. That it gave him a chance. But they, they met up when Passner was a player because Passner was the only Jewish guy on the team. And they said, yo, this kid's going to crack you up. Like, you need to come over and meet this kid. And then he and Passner just hit it off, and they've been friends ever since. Even when he went to prison. Like, he, they were still writing letters and all this. When he got out of prison... The guy was always around Memphis basketball. Always. And and now you kind of see what's up. What does this dude do for a living where he can just hand out? You got $800 me. $800 to some college kids. Well, I mean, could you hand $800 to somebody if they needed it? I, if Les Miles called me tomorrow, a man that I worship, okay, and said, hey, I got some kids I need you to buy some shoes for and, and then get a plane ticket home. It's going to cost about 700 bucks. Man, I'm going to tell Les to go blow it out his ass. <laughs> I love you. I love you, dude. I, I promise you, I'd give you a kidney out of my side. There's dude. there's no you're telling a, what this dude You're made. a hero, but but I'm not giving you $700, man. Uh, like, look, I got kids. I got my own family. But but if you were making, say, because we, we're both reasonable. Yes. We make reasonable livings. That's right. We don't make a million dollars. But do you think we this make guy whatever. makes a million dollars? I don't know if he makes a million dollars or not. I mean, I can see it. clink. What it, kind of jobs he got? No, I'm talking, he's probably got inheritance money. Think about all the shoe money that probably went through some of those AAU programs. Oh, well. Like, come uh, on, man. All right. Okay. Well, no, yeah, if you got funny money and you're talking and that's about what, a that's bucks, what a lot of this probably is. And if it, if he went to jail for selling drugs, look, I know some people that sold some stuff in the past and they made a lot of money off of Which it. Which is so, just yeah. bananas. So, no. So, I mean, okay, if he's got like a couple hundred thousand dollars, if you coached Memphis basketball and told me you needed 800 bucks for a kid and I had several hundred thousand dollars in cash that I just need to kind of get rid of, yeah, I, I'd, I'd probably do well, that. Well, because it helps your relationship with that person. That's right. It gets it, me. It, it gets you I more get to access. buy into this friendship a little better. Well, and, and you get access to something that's that you're it. interested in, which is basketball programs, right? 18-year-old kids. That's weird to me. Well, I mean, it, it all depends very, on what this dude's doing. He could be a, involved with AAU. He could be involved with shoe companies. He could be involved with anybody. There's a very creepy side to boosters. I, I agree find. with that. You're talking about grown men that pay hundreds of thousands, some millions of dollars because they want to hang out with 18-year-old boys more. Like, there's a very creepy side to that. Like, I want a 19-year-old's autograph. Really? Like, ain't no 19-year-old that really... Like, I love LSU, man, but, but like, if Leonard Fournette was like, hey, for a $100,000 donation, you can have dinner with him. Like, mm, I just watch him on, on Saturdays. It's cool. That's... Yeah, I agree with you. Like, I don't need to touch him. <laughs> it's, that's good. All right, that's going to wrap this thing up. It's time for the rundown. Remember, check out winningcureseverything.com. You can give us a like on Facebook, facebook.com slash winningcureseverything. 
You can follow us on Twitter at Winning Cures. You can follow myself at Gary WCE. You follow me at Chris B Giannini, C-H-R-I-S-B-G-I-A-N-N-I-N-I. You can also email the show that's winningcureseverything at gmail.com. And we now have a voicemail line. That number is 551-226-9899. If you want to call and bash us for talking bad about your favorite team or praise us, or just tell us about how awesome your team is doing, leave us a voicemail. That number again is 551-226-9899, and we may toss it on the show. Thank you for supporting this show, and until next time... Have a good one, guys. Hey, don't forget, subscribe to the Winning Cures Everything podcast on iTunes, and make sure you leave a review. For every 25 written five-star reviews we get on iTunes, we are donating to St. Jude's Children's Hospital and LeBonner's Children's Hospital in Memphis, Tennessee. So subscribe and review on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, and all your favorite podcast apps. Remember, the Winning Cures Everything podcast. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.